To the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Pym, and what I usually like to do on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to talk about sex and sexuality with me. But this week, I have a little something, extra little something planned, extra special something something. It is a Patreon preview. This was one that happened quite a while ago. It was Patreon episode 20. Um, I'm recording Patreon episode 70 right now. So this is back in the archives. This is, there's so much Patreon content on there at this point. Um, Lots of solo episodes like this one. I talk about my personal, my personal sexy life and talk about my professional sexy life. I even have episodes where I do half-hour recaps of some of the classes I've taught, so kink education, sex education happening. Of course, there's fetish content like pics and videos. There is audio erotica, original audio erotica as well. So if you like this episode, you will love all the other stuff that's on the Patreon. Three affordable tiers and then one unaffordable tier. $2, $5, $10, $50. And, you know, you can be enjoying the Patreon content. Or if you just listen to the free episode that I put out weekly, it's always nice to tip the artist, even just with that lowest tier there. So, yes, this episode is about a fun med vet scene that I did a long time ago with two friends of mine and how it related to this storytelling event that I was doing as well. I set it up in the episode, so I won't say more than that, but I will tell you that in the Patreon, there are no ads. Of course, there are going to be ads in this version because I gotta, I gotta get that money, honey. I got sponsors <laughs> to take care of, but in the paid content, you will not be hearing any of that. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy Patreon episode 20. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Patreon episode 20. My goodness. Hi. Hello. How are you? My name is Erin Pym. Or uh, if you know me through my pro-doming, my pro-dominatrixing, then you will know me as Lady Pim. Welcome to the Patreons. Um, For today's mini-episode, basically what I'm going to do is talk about a fun scene that I did, that I planned and negotiated and executed, and um, basically why I did this scene was because I have to speak at this storytelling event. Now, this event will be long past by the time you hear this episode, but basically the theme for the storytelling event is hysteria. 
And the kind of pre-interview and the blurb they're giving about the event gave me the impression that a lot of the stories will be about um, the speakers who are who are all femme, by the way. Um, their experience with be call, being called, you know, hysterical or crazy or too emotional or too too anything basically and basically using um when people have used you know traditionally feminine characteristics against us like as insults or implied that they're lesser than or um you know basically kind of emotional stories like that that's kind of what i understand is going to be the majority of the stories. So I um, I don't really have a story like that. Yes, of course, that's happened to me in my life. I am a female. So, you know, people have underestimated, <laughs> they've underestimated my diction and a smartness. Um, <laughs> um, you know, like I, I've been in managerial positions. I've been in positions of power before and I've had my, you know, cis white male peers just, um, shitting all over me, even though usually I'm the, uh, I'm one of the hardest workers, uh, in any, any workplace, you know, that I've been in. So I take great offense to, um, somebody saying that I'm not, you know, pulling my weight, or I'm not doing my job, or um, I'm too young, or I'm too inexperienced, like, fuck all of you guys. So, yes, I have lots of instances of that, but I don't have, like, a, a beginning, middle, and end story that I really want to talk about. Like, nothing really jumps out at me. I guess I could talk about I don't know, like when I was managing at this one restaurant, I was kind of there on and off for seven and a half years. And um, basically, I got to the point where I was like, a, a total bitch, essentially. And this was because that's what you needed to do to get the job done. That's what you needed to do to be heard as a woman who is on the youngish side and smallish side. You've got to be a total cutthroat, hard-shelled person. And, um, you know, through that time, I was very, very unhappy. Like, the majority of that time was probably the worst period I've had in in my life. So, you know, coming on the other side of that, coming, you know, around from that, I very much would consider myself, you know, a happy soft, sensitive, joyful person. And I'm very happy about that. So, you know, on the whole, I could kind of talk about my journey with that. But I was like, or I can organize a kink scene, a role play scene, a medfet scene, (laughs) where I am Dr. Pym, Um, attempt to, you know, treat and cure a patient who has been diagnosed with hysteria. (laughs) 
Because, I mean, that's more fun to talk about. And I feel like all the all the important stuff around this topic is going to be said this evening at the storytelling event. So I was like getting in my WhatsApp group chat and I was like, is anybody interested in bottoming or co-topping, you know, alongside me in this medical, medical play scene where we are going to treat someone's quote-unquote hysteria. So what I mean by that is, you know, back in the olden days of of medicine um, and a lot of theoretical medicine uh, and theoretical science was happening at the time, um, you know, they, they saw women that were too emotional. They saw women that perhaps were speaking out of turn, were too loud, were taking up too much space, who didn't know their place. Maybe these women were uh, hypersexual. Basically, anytime women didn't display the traditional acceptable female characteristics, they, you know, they could die, they could commit her to an asylum to a mental hospital and, um, you know, diagnose her as being hysterical. So that idea is very interesting to me. And I've actually always wanted to do a scene like this. Probably my real dream is bottoming for a scene like this, which I will. I can. It's not that far out of my reach. But anyways, for this particular one, I was like, I'm going to be speaking like as a dominatrix. So I'm going to talk about topping the story. So I was like, hey, what's up, sluts? <laughs> Does anybody have any interest in bottoming for a scene like this? And a couple of people were like, oh, yes, maybe. Yeah, da, da, da. Can we watch? Can we do this? Can we do that? And by the time, you know, we narrowed down when this would need to take place and where and all that, um, one person was able to bottom and uh, she is a friend of mine. I've, I've done many a scene with her and, uh, she's very excited about the premise and we decided Oasis. So that all worked out. So she volunteered as the bottom and then somebody else who is a lovely gentleman who I have, um, done a few different things with, like, uh, co-topped with, um, I've, just had, you know, some non-power dynamic play with him. Um, I've domed him, I've topped him. So he wanted to be, he asked if I, at first he said, oh, is it okay if I come and watch? I'd love to just like, um, be there. And I was like, well, I, I, you know, what would be even better if you could be my assistant, if you could be my nurse. So he was completely into that and available at the same time. So perfect. And then I think, you know, an hour later, he, he, uh, was like, oh, I made, uh, an outfit. (laughs) He's a very crafty person. And in that time he had like completely constructed this like sexy male nurse costume. I was like, oh my God, (laughs) this is amazing. So yes, basically I was like, okay, great. Let's plan this scene. Let's have this scene on the weekend. And then for the storytelling event, I can just talk about the scene, essentially. I'm like, that's good enough, right? 
<laughs> for the, you know, whatever they're paying me to do this event. That's that sounds about right. And I can do it in a sexy nurse costume. I think this would be a welcome addition to, you know, an evening of probably a lot of other stories that are going to be a lot more meaningful and deep uh, and dark. But anyways, so this was my idea. So I was, I was like, great, um, I'll DM you both about this. So essentially, uh, I started, I wanted to kind of start negotiation for the scene. So I was like, okay, so with you two, what kind of tone are you interested in? Because basically this can look, as far as I see it, it could look like three different ways. We could do something kind of light and fluffy and playful um, that like doesn't have all the like dark tones of like, you know, uh, essentially like sexual abuse that females endured in medical facilities. Like if that's something that you're not that keen on, we could do a much lighter version a la the movie Hysteria with Maggie Gyllenhaal that came out, like, I think 2012 or something like that. And it's essentially just, like, these two doctors who... I haven't even seen it, but somebody sent me the link, and they're like, oh my god, have you seen this movie? So I just watched the preview real quick, and it's apparently... It's a romantic comedy. It's a rom-com, which is fantastic. And it's basically these two... This doctor and this assistant who are basically... Uh, doing this whole thing where they're like treating hysteria, it's not, I think it's a lot lighter in tone. I think they like go around like, like salesmen basically. And there's, you know, they do in calls, they do house calls. And, um, there's this like saucy tone to it where it's like, oh, you know, the, the females who are hiring them, you know, have, they all know what's going on. Like they know the pleasure that they're going to derive from this. And, you know, so there's a little bit of, of sauciness and, um, manipulation even on the, uh, the females parts, you know? And, um, so they might, you might, you know, they might be yanking the doctor's chain a little bit just to get the treatment, you know? And, um, basically the movie is like, they eventually are inventing the world's first vibrator, or at least the world's first um, vibrator that is specifically meant to be put on your genitals and cure, you know, all those magical, like, um, things like, oh, stress and like whatever else, sciatica, who knows, emphysema, (laughs) who knows what they probably claimed with the first, in the first few, those funny, you know, fifties ads, um, for medicine and stuff. But anyways, it's a very cute, fun kind of tone, that movie. So I was like, we could do it kind of like that if you want, you know? Like, you have essentially hired a sex worker who is going to, like, get you off, right? So we could do it that way. Or we could do it, like, the super dark um, way that I kind of mentioned. So it's like, you could be in a facility and you could be misbehaving and, um, you know, you've been diagnosed as hysterical. That's why you're here. And, you know, this could be partly like, you know, you've got to take your medicine, right? So we're coming in to administer your treatments. 
Um, and another layer to it could be like you've been acting up or maybe during the treatment you act up. So there is more of an element of like punishment involved. And there's an element even of like, you know, of obviously of like non-consent, right? Like, but in the role play, it would be consensual non-consent. But, you know, so that that kind of forced type scene and, you know, if there's like, there can be like other types of sex involved that are being like forced upon her, either to like teach her a certain lesson to not act up or like, you know, it could be that, that kind of toxic slut thing, that language we have, this toxic idea and language we have around people who like sex, right? So it's like, oh, maybe she's you know, she's a hypersexual person and that's why she's been called hysterical. And, you know, maybe people are taking advantage of that and like taking advantage of, you know, maybe the town slut or the asylum slut or something. So everyone's just coming in and just assaulting her willy nilly, you know? Um, so that could be like a dark, probably the darkest version of where this could go. And, um, or, it could be like something kind of in the middle where it's more of like a very clinical kind of removed setup where it's like the the medical role play that I usually do and that I usually really like is like, you know, you're just like polite and um, it's very uh, removed emotionally. It's very matter of fact. It's, um, you know, a little encouraging, but only to the point of like, well, we have a full day of appointments here. So we just need this to go, you know, off without a hitch and um, as quickly as possible. We're going to do the trick and then we're going to be moving on. And, you know, we thank you so much for your time. It will only be a little while longer. I apologize if this is uncomfortable. Bear with us and all that kind of a thing, which is a type of role play that I absolutely love. I don't know why that tone does something for me, but oh boy, does it. Topping or bottoming. Um, and I think I'm so good at topping scenes like that because that is something that like I, I've really thought about as a bottom. <laughs> and I really know all the things that I would like to say. Um, yeah. <laughs> that vocal fry, yes. So I was like, okay, um, which of these three, you know, appeals to you both? And she, the girl, the woman, the lovely lady who's bottoming for me, she was like, ooh, let's do like the dark one. I want to like, maybe I snuck a dildo in somehow. And like, so I have this contraband and you find it on me. And I'm like, okay, great. And then like, yes, she's been getting her treatments, but you know, she's misbehaving and all this stuff. So it's a real like, you know, you're a bad girl and you need to be fixed and all that kind of stuff. But like in this kind of role play that I'm interested in doing with the hysteria element, it's like, okay, so she's oversexed, you know, she snuck a dildo in, she needs to come in and maybe we have to amp up our treatment, you know, so we have to do something a little, a little more intense, perhaps. So a lot of like forced, um, like forced exam and 
forced treatment and whatnot. And, uh, you know, trying to get her to return, return to this like docile little lamb that she should be, you know? So essentially that was it. And she kind of wanted, um, she was like, Oh, can I be kind of like a schoolgirl too? Maybe I'm just like a young, so, so maybe, you know, a little bit of an age play element. I was like, hell yes, whatever you want. You're the bottom. You're the one who decides. So that's what we went with. And, um, you know, the, the lovely assistant nurse, uh, who's helping me, uh, was very excited. I think he specifically had a wand that she liked. Like these two know each other. These two have played with each other tons and tons of times. So she was like, oh, if he brings his wand, like, you know, I can last a while longer than if it was like a magic wand or something like that. And she was also like, oh, I have... Uh, one of those WeVibe, the Bluetooth operated WeVibe, so you can do it from the phone. So maybe we can do something with that. She's like, I've never used that before, really. So I was like, fuck, great. I'm like, I'll bring a ball gag if you're into gagging. She's like, actually, I really am. And I'm like, fantastic. Because that just, to me, that like fits with uh, the medical role play. It's like, here, bite down on this kind of thing while we do other terrible things to you. And, um, yeah, some bondage. She was cool with like, oh, if you hold me down and I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm picturing as well. Like you can use your body weight to pin her down and stuff. She had, um, she's got an issue, some nerve damage in one of her shoulders. So that was the only thing that like we had to stay away from, but basically, uh, yeah. And, and, and she was like interested in even being a little bratty and I'm like, yes, please do. Because like, you're supposed to be this like unruly little thing that we have to like, you know, we got to, we got to get all the bad out of you, you know? (laughs) So we were like, great. And she's like, what would you like me to wear? (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, you're adorable. And wear like something that looks just kind of like a robe, like something I don't know if we, you have to go full, like, hospital gown look, but even just, like, a silk cover-up or, you know, one of those, like, lingerie robes. So it's kind of like, you know, we can just kind of take that off of you and, and have our way with you. Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all... Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Comeasyouare.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at comeasyouare.com. And so, yes, so we decided to do this at Oasis, because that makes the most sense for everybody. And, um, you know, I was like, I'm wearing my nurse's outfit. My lovely assistant nurse, he brought his costume that he made. It was so that's so cute. That's honestly, that's so great. I love people that are as enthusiastic about role play as I am. (laughs) And yeah, so I, I went over to, it was like, we decided to meet at like nine. 
at Oasis. I think it was like a Friday night. So I went over and she was like smoking a bowl um, outside. So we went in and our lovely assistant nurse showed up not too long later. We chatted, you know. Um, we're me and like the lovely lady who is our subject for the evening. We're kind of just talking about work. We're both kind of involved in sex work and things are going well for both of us at this moment in time. So we're both like in a good headspace for this, um, you know, because that can be a worry when you're like doing kind of a darker scene. Uh, you got to make sure you're, you're together. You got your shit together because you wouldn't want this to be a trigger somehow. Right. So we're both feeling good about it. Um, went in and he arrived not too long after we got into our, um, our doctor's outfit and nurse's outfit looking so cute and got all our toys out that we brought and um, already people are like, oh my God, are you performing this evening? Oh my God, are you doing the spectator show? Are you doing spectator sex tonight? We're like, no, we're just, we're just really excited about <laughs> scene. <laughs> but honestly, like all the performers were like, are you showing us up right now? <laughs> I hope you're not doing your scene when we're trying to do our scene on stage and people are supposed to be attending it. <laughs> They're going to watch your scene. But um, we felt cute. We were like, oh, this is going to be fun. And then what we did was we took the room. If you've ever been to Oasis Aqualand, which if you're not from Toronto or don't know what that is, that's like our main sex club, I would say. Like, there are there are a few. Um, this one is probably a litter, little more hetero. Um, like, it's not like a bathhouse. It's not like a, you know, a gay sex club. And there are a lot of those. So um, this is like kind of the main nudist club slash swingers club slash sex club. So slash aqua lounge. There's a pool, there's a hot tub, there's a sun, it's great. So anyways, if you know that place, we went in the red room. So third floor, third floor is where all the action happens. That's kind of not social based and not performance based. Um, this is like where the sex is happening up on the third floor. So we are basically in this center room that like right when you walk up the stairs, it's right there. So we are like the centerpiece of the third floor. And not that we were like trying to be super public about it. Obviously, we didn't care if it was public. Clearly, we're at a sex club. Um, and our placement, we're like, yeah, this feels right. But it's just like the color and like everything felt right about that room. And we're like, you know, it's going to fill it up fast. So like, oh my God, we're lucky that we got up here and got this room. Um, it's basically open on one end so people can kind of stand and watch. And there's like windows on the one side. So people from the other room can also just kind of look in and watch if they want to. So we kind of all decided there would be like an interrogation slash interview portion beforehand. So, you know, we would be setting up the story that we had found something in her room that wasn't supposed to be there and, um, you know, talking to her about that and asking her all about that and whatnot. 
And from there, we would move into, okay, so punishment needs to happen or, you know, let's get this week's treatment started, uh, but we need to amp it up because of this instance, so that kind of a thing. So we, um, I think we pretty much got everything out and just kind of determined exactly what were the things she was excited about receiving. Um, put those all aside. There was some rope there. There was a gag there. We had her Weavibe she brought. We had the wand that he brought. Um, I had other kind of little cuffs for her wrists. Um, and basically, I think that was mostly what we had decided to use. So, so yes, we start this negotiation. So she has stolen a dildo uh, and she confessed that she had left the facility to go and she had bribed someone to buy it for her. So there is a lot, a lot to work with there, how she has just completely gotten out of control and how this is unladylike and, um, she specifically said that she loved being called a bad girl. So I was like basically trying to get her to say that she was a bad girl. I was like, what kind of girls, you know, sneak out of facilities to go bribe a stranger to buy like a sex toy? Like what kind of girls do you think do that? And what kind of girl do you think people think you are, you know, with the clothes you wear, um, and the way you hold yourself, what do you think people are saying about you? You know? So I was like, put giving her a lot of questions and kind of making her come up with, uh, what, what she thought. So I, I like stuff like that. I like putting people on the spot and I like making them do some work. I'm like, I'm not going to create the entire narrative. Like, you know, so I like when they, they're giving offers and stuff as well. So, and during this whole thing, our assistant nurse, who we had, um, we had decided that his name was Nurse Quartermain <laughs> of the Quartermain dynasty. So, um, Nurse Quartermain at that point was just taking notes of this whole interrogation that I had with with our subject, right? So he's taking a lot of notes. So we would pause and I would be like, did you get that? And he's like, he'd repeat it back to me. Um, he'd make comments kind of under his breath. Um, he was very like uh, a little, you know, a little prudish and a little demure. And so we were, you know, there were some gasps uh, at, at what she was saying, you know, and she was getting lippy with me and rude. And, um, you know, she even called me a perv for, you know, asking her about all these things that she had done and things like that. Um, and I don't, I don't know, she kind of nailed it. So, uh, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't mind, but, oh, nurse Quartermain took great offense. Um, and it was, it's very funny. He was so funny, honestly. Um, he really got into it and it was just, he was making us laugh the whole way through. Like for me, a good role play is kind of where you are trying to make one of the other players break, <laughs> like in laughter. You are trying to say something 
so genuinely emotionally connected that it's just like so good. You know what I mean? Like we had said, I don't, I don't even know what we had said where it's like, he had said, oh, it's in the quarter main jeans or, or something like that. Or it's like, yes, it is. Um, something because I was complimenting his good work and he would compliment my good work and there was also that dynamic happening which was so very funny um so essentially the scene went like this we had the negotiation interrogation and then um you know that little we vibe was the one she smuggled in so essentially I had that out and I was getting her to describe what she thought it was and where it came from and whose it was and essentially we took out her phone and I was like I want you to open up your phone right now because I knew she had the app open on it and I wanted to um well first of all I just needed her to sign into her phone so I could actually access her phone but also it was like oh you've been caught red-handed because we watched her sign in and then that we vibe app popped right up and we were like oh well if that's not yours then why is it connected to your phone already you know so we put that in her and we were playing around with the settings and um holding her down while all this was happening of course and it was kind of like that thing where it's like okay well your parents catch you with a uh smoking a cigarette so then they make you smoke the entire pack you know and so you know, it was like, okay, if you, if you really want to use this vibrator, let's use it. And we just like tortured her with it, you know, like turning it off at inopportune times, like right when she's working herself into something, we'd like turn it off or change the pattern or something on her. And, um, we were doing, um, Oh, at one point she was like saying that it's uncomfortable and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, I think at that point it was pretty hot in the room. So I was like, oh, you want, you want things to get more comfortable? Oh, well then nurse Quartermain, let's make ourselves more comfortable. So we'd like remove some clothing and like, you know, I had him like take his dick out and like all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, we're feeling a lot more comfortable now. You know, thank you so much for, <laughs> for, um, offering that, you know, of us that you want it all to be very comfortable and very familiar, don't you? And things got a lot more like intimate after that, which was fun. Like I got on top of her like face at one point. Um, yeah, he, same thing. Like he topped her mouth, like so doing oral and then, um, you know, he was doing like some PIV with her as well. We had the wand out going at the same time. So we're just trying to do like a lot of overstim for her, basically, because uh, we just wanted to completely overwhelm her. And at the same time, she's a squirter. So we were like, essentially, kind of the treatment was like, okay, well, we got to get all of this out of your system then. So, you know, and we've got to return you again to that like docile little creature of a female that you're supposed to be. So let's just fuck the, her brains out, you know, and make her squirt like all the, all the liquid that she, you know, like, let's completely dehydrate her. Uh, 
<laughs> so that, you know, she'll, she won't be thinking about sex for a long time now, that kind of a thing, right? So she had a, so many orgasms. Um, she squirted like six times or something. And it was funny, right near the end, she like tried to squirt one last time and like nothing came out. And I was like, well, our work here is done. <laughs> It was really great. It was a lovely, lovely scene. We just like completely exhausted her, essentially. It was a long scene. It might have been like we probably started started around 10. And we finished at like 1230 or something. So it was like over two hours, this scene. And the whole idea was we totally wanted to just deplete her, you know, of her will to, you know, brat and fight back and... Um, you know, all of those things that kind of were related to this premise, like, so she has no more energy to speak her mind. She has no more will to like masturbate now. Like we just wanted to completely, completely exhaust her and leave her just like, you know, a shell basically. And, and we, and we achieved that quite frankly, (laughs) very It was very good work we were both doing. So, yes, she was like, I think the next day she was like, I feel like drunk still. You guys just, (laughs) I came so many times so hard. Um, So, you know, job well done. And I, um, you know, it's over a half hour now, so I should be wrapping this up. But, But basically, I still have to decide exactly what elements of this like scene I'm gonna take for the story you know the storytelling event and how I kind of want to wrap it up and relate it to the theme I don't know I'm again I don't I'm not going to try to go that deep at all I feel like the other storytellers will cover that so I think it's still on theme and it's my interpretation of the theme if I literally just talk about the scene from beginning to end, like from when we negotiated until the very end. And that's it. I don't think I even really need to like reflect on it and da 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 da. Because I think, yeah, I think everybody else will basically cover it. They know, I'm sure someone will bring up something about where that came from, this notion of hysteria. So... You know, I'm just going to trust that other people do it for me. Anyways, thank you so much for listening, all you lovely patrons, you lovely Patreon subscribers. Um, You know, uh, as always, I've got lots more stories for you. And um, yeah, I've got two appointments this week I'm excited about. As for my personal life, um, I really want to start doing some more dating because there were a couple of things that I had going that kind of just fell apart and are not happening at all anymore. And so I'd love to do some more of that, tell you all about that as well. And um, yes, thank you so much for uh, listening and thank you so much for donating. And I hope you enjoyed the episode. I'm going to have another great one for you in another couple weeks. So until then, uh, have fun, um, and, and masturbate and also, uh, you know, have some sex if you want. Okay. Bye. Love you. Bye.
So yes, that was Patreon episode 20. I hope you enjoyed it. If you like that episode, you will... That's a good... That's like a... Gives you a good idea of what the Patreon solo episodes are about. So if you like that, come on over to the Patreon and show me some love, baby. Other than that, I'll do my usual sign out. If you don't know where to find me by now, I'll tell you, it's on Twitter at the Lady Pim One. Or if you must, you can also follow me on Instagram at the Bedpost Podcast or at the Lady Pim. We have the Patreon, of course, patreon.com slash the Bedpost Show. It's a hot topic this episode, that's for sure. But we also have a YouTube channel, the Bedpost uh, Show. <laughs> the bedpost show on youtube um you can email me the bedpost sex show at gmail.com or if it's for domination reasons you can email me at ladypim at protonmail.com the lovely lady who does the all of the original music for my pod that is stephanie copeland you can find out more about her at stephcopelandmusic.com but until then thank you everyone for listening hope you liked the patreon preview this week Next week, we'll be right back to our regularly scheduled program where I interview a guest here in the studio talking about sex and sexuality. But until then, get fucked, everybody. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 